It's Wednesday, March 22nd, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Increased investor optimism about the banking system helped lift U.S. stocks Tuesday, with shares of regional banks, including First Republic Bank, at the forefront of a broad market rally. Buoyed in part by reassuring comments by global financial authorities, both the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average posted their second consecutive day of gains for the first time since Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank collapsed less than two weeks ago. Yields on U.S. government bonds also climbed sharply as investors scaled back recent bets that an economic downturn could force the Federal Reserve to start cutting interest rates in the near future. The S&P 500 gained 51 points, the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 316 points, and the Nasdaq Composite climbed 184 points. In other news, the first year-over-year drop in home prices in more than a decade and a dip in mortgage rates snapped a year-long streak of declining monthly home sales, showing the effects of the Federal Reserve's campaign to raise interest rates. Sales of previously owned homes, which make up most of the housing market, rose 14.5% in February from the prior month, but were down 22.6% from a year earlier, according to the National Association of Realtors. Sales had decreased for 12 consecutive months through January. Buyers benefited from a slight improvement in affordability as home prices ticked lower and mortgage rates eased from a 20-year high touched last fall. The national median existing home sale price fell 0.2% in February from a year earlier to 363000 the first year-over-year decline since February 2012. Around the world, Prime Minister Fumio Kishida of Japan made a surprise visit Tuesday to Kyiv, engaging in dueling diplomacy with Asian rival President Xi Jinping of China, who met in Moscow with Russian President Vladimir Putin to promote Beijing's peace proposal for Ukraine that Western nations have all but dismissed as a non-starter. The two visits, about 500 miles apart, highlighted how countries are lining up behind Moscow or Kyiv during the nearly 13-month-old war. Kishida, who will chair the Group of Seven Summit in May, became the group's last member to visit Ukraine and meet with President Vladimir Zelensky. Xi and Putin announced no major progress toward implementing the Chinese peace deal, although the Russian leader said it could be a basis for ending the fighting when the West is ready. He added that Kyiv's Western allies have shown no interest in that. U.S. officials have said any peace plan coming from the Putin-Xi meeting would be unacceptable because a ceasefire would only ratify Moscow's territorial conquests and give Russia time to plan for a renewed offensive. Back in the U.S., bus drivers, special education aides, custodians, and other support staff in Los Angeles schools walked off the job Tuesday triggering a citywide strike that shut down schools for 420,000 students as workers demand higher wages. The strike is being led by a union of 30,000 workers integral to running the nation's second-largest school district, with 35,000 teachers joining the walkout in solidarity. The closure comes after three years of pandemic-related challenges and as both unions are in contract negotiations. Workers and union leaders said the strike is about gaining respect for an often overlooked workforce in Los Angeles schools. Staff who keep trash cans from overflowing, 
drive students across town to school, and help educate and keep safe some of the highest need students. And a unanimous Supreme Court opened a new door for disabled students who think their public school isn't meeting their needs, allowing them to pursue damages under the Americans with Disabilities Act in addition to seeking educational accommodations from local districts. The justices found no conflict between the ADA and a separate statute, the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, which requires school districts to provide a free and appropriate education to disabled students. The decision could give school officials greater incentive to respond to disabled students' needs. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.